This is exactly right. Forgive me for interrupting. I'm Bridger Weiniger, host of I Said No Gifts on Exactly Right. Each week, I invite my favorite people in comedy over to chat, and they always bring a gift. We're coming up on our 200th episode, and every episode is a gem. I have welcomed all kinds of great guests, including Cola Scola, Bowen Yang, Robbie Hoffman. It goes on and on and on. And you don't want to miss the 200th episode with the great Maria Bamford. What does she bring me? Find out April 25th. New episodes every Thursday. Follow I Said No Gifts wherever you get your podcasts. Are you ready, Scotty Lance? Are you ready? You sound hesitant. Are you ready to podcast? Are you ready to podcast i am i'm very excited to be here let's laugh and laugh and laugh here it is baltimore man steals ambulance to drive himself to hospital please say (laughs) yeah yep that is definitely baltimore and definitely bananas Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Bananas Podcast. I'm Kurt Brownoller. I am Banana Boy number two, Scotty Landis. Thanks for being here with us. We have a very special oh, guest, yeah. Curdy B. We certainly do. And before, right, just a reminder to everyone, I'll be uh, in Louisiana, Louisiana and Lafayette and Houston, Texas in College Station, Texas on August 5th, 6th, 7th. And then August 11th, of course, I will be in uh, L.A. at the Dynasty Typewriter. So come see some shows. And cool. then Scotty and I are getting ready to plan a Bananas tour yes, we for are. the wintertime. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Uh, Bring excited. them out, Curdy B. Yes. Our guest today is a friend of mine. They are a fantastic comedian and actor who you may have seen on The Feels movie, Paddleton on Netflix, or Team Coco's Meet the Staff. Please welcome the wonderful and fantastic Ever Maynard. Hi. Thank you all for having me. I'm excited to be bananas. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. You're getting bananas. I can't wait to be bananas. <laughs> it's a very simple, silly little podcast. We just take real news stories and then tell our own stories on top of it. It's as easy as that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's as easy as peeling a banana. It is. Yeah. You're you going saying? to Texas. That's where I'm from. I'm excited. Where in Texas are you from? I'm from Central, so closer to College Station. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. What's College Station like? I've never been. It is big truck town. It's the Aggies. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Texas A and M. Are you what club? Are you? I didn't know there's a club. Are you playing a university or? It is a place called. Also, they have not posted ticket link yet, so maybe great this sign. show is not happening. Great, great sign. sign already. Yeah, great sign. Great I love, sign. I love doing stand up comedy. Um, it's a place called Third Floor Cantina. Look at that. Mm, it's okay. a jazz club, I think. And then we're going to do Ooh. some comedy in it. But it'll be jazzy. Mm. I'll improvise. It's going to be fun. I think it's going to be fun. It sounds like a great time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? I'm not going to undersell it. I think it's going to be fantastic. You're going to say, yeah, people are going to love it. People are going to go nuts. <laughs> if you're looking for banana stories, just go on Craigslist. Go on Central Texas Craigslist. I found a free cow on Craigslist. Yeah. A free cow? Yeah. Was there something what? wrong with it? Like they were like, this this thing, get it out of here. They like when a, a sofa's old. 
they didn't have a, a working truck. I was oh. looking for an old truck. And then they were like, I don't have. And that's how it popped up in the feed. It was like, I don't have a truck anymore. Can somebody take this cow off my hands? Yes. <laughs> Craigslist is still the, only, the best for wait. that, too. Craigslist is still the best for that combination find. You did yeah. a great one. <laughs> yeah, wait, I don't good. have a truck anymore, so therefore someone take this cow. Because what? He was just driving the cow around? You, well, you can't feed it. How are you going to get hay to it or feed oh. or like if you need water, you need to shuffle it around? That says, that's the amount that I know about having a cow. Sure. Hey, you can't uh, just I have did... a cow with a Toyota Camry. Oh, that's Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right nope. i guess you can get that uh, fucking honda fit out of my pasture <laughs> yeah he's like i sold get the truck here. to get the cow that was the first mistake in this transaction <laughs> now this thing's just starving to death somebody please come over and take it off my hands take this cow off my hands <laughs> a lot of comedy people from texas texas has a, i mean i know houston has a good comedy scene i'm assuming austin has a pretty good one but a lot mm-hmm. of funny people come from texas do you think that's just because it's a big unique state where you have to be a certain way or do you have any reasons why you think that is no, I, there are a lot of setups for jokes. Uh, unique state be the way that they are. It's like, yeah. <laughs> as long as you ain't gay, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Seems like a... It's a unique state filled with free guns. Uh, <laughs> sounds about right. Yeah, no, it's cool. Austin was fun. I, I started comedy in Austin when I was like 18, mm-hmm. and then I moved Whoa. to Chicago. You started at 18? You knew you wanted to yeah. do comedy when you were 18 years old? That's great. Yeah, my parents... My parents really encouraged me to be a comedian. They bought me the Eddie Murphy red leather <laughs> DVD for Christmas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do you know that special? Mm-hmm. Of course I do. Yeah. That didn't age well. We couldn't really <laughs> sit right now. We sat around it like as a family viewing. And then less than five minutes in, my, my mom was like, we got to turn it off, Otis. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, that's a good. Nothing better. I, I don't even know your mom. And I really, that's a good impression. (laughs) Um, So it's amazing. I wish I knew, I wish I knew I wanted to do comedy at a younger age. I didn't start doing stand-up until I was 29. So it took me a long time to be like, well, let me try this thing. Um, So it must have been, do you feel like at 18 you had any good jokes? No. No. I, I was 18 and it was early 2000s. <laughs> All jokes from that time are bad. Yes, that is <laughs> None so of those true. jokes aged well. Like, what? <laughs> also, I was doing like improv and oh, yeah. um, like, I'm, you know, improv and then you're trying to do stand up at 18. But like, what do you, what do I have to say? Wait you a know? second. Were you improvising at Esther's Follies? Oh my god, that was like a wet dream. I would try oh. to like sneak into their like plays or like uh-huh. try to open there uh-huh. or like open mic. But I was doing comedy at this place called The Hideout, which oh, yeah. then I think turned into Cold Town. Oh, okay. I have a I, there's some drama with that. I don't know. I don't know. I don't <laughs> theory know. that bad improv is the worst of all art forms. I think bad mm-hmm. um, improv is so unwatchable. Bad music makes me laugh every time. Bad art, Every time. hilarious. If somebody's bad at stand-up, you kind of, it's just one person on stage and you're like, maybe this isn't for them. Maybe they get off. You can get through it. Bad singing, great. Bad dancing, obviously Elaine on Seinfeld nailed it. Bad improv, you feel bad for like five to eight people simultaneously. <laughs> I, it, it hurts me. Like when it starts to happen, you just know the team isn't clicking or the crowd isn't feeling them. It is, it really is like hell for me. That would be hell. Would be an endless improv where no laughter is happening. 
You know what's worse than that? Being booked on a Zoom show where there's improv. No, no, no. When no. no. there's no. bad improv. No. No. I've, I got tricked into that a few times, and then I, I'll let you. Uh, I'll never. I'll never be the same. <laughs> um, somebody come take my cow. Jesus, take the cow. <laughs> Jesus, take this cow. Uh, do you guys want to hear about this Baltimore man? Because guess what? It was a bait and switch, guys. Oh, it was okay. a bait and switch. I'm not going to do that story. Wow. I'm going to do a different oh, story. Okay. Because guess yeah, what? Yeah, do it, do it. Everything okay. you need to know about Baltimore man steals ambulance to drive himself to the hospital is in the title. Yeah. Uh, there is no more information. Oh, is he the same guy as Machete Guy on Citizen App? <laughs> Baltimore man, <laughs> Machete Guy? No, who's that? I don't know, I don't know that. Baltimore man, Machete Guy. You don't know Machete Guy? No. no. And, on Citizen App, there's always a guy with a machete, no, no matter where you're at. You open oh. up a Citizen App, and less than a mile away, there's a man with a machete. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, just in his profile picture. No. Somebody's carrying a machete I, oh. in the neighborhood. Like, people machete. are, oh, man see. with a machete. I um, <laughs> avoid <laughs> Citizen and Nextdoor. I turned on Nextdoor within 15 minutes. I was like, no, 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 no. This is not going to work for me. I don't want to know that all my neighbors are crazy people. I'm cool with just living in uh, my bliss pit and hoping for the best. Yeah, oh, your pit. bliss pit. <laughs> <laughs> Where you I, live, bro? <laughs> Venice? You live in Venice? Echo Park. Oh, Bliss Pit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised that Bliss Pit isn't a band. Bliss Pit's a good name for a band. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do want to give a shout out, though, uh, to Andy Applegate. He's the one who sent in Baltimore Man Steals Ambulance, drives okay. up to the hospital. It's a confusing article. That's why I'm not going to get into it. You're not really, it's not clear if there's something wrong with him or whatever. So thanks, Andy. Getting into the thing we're really going to talk about. Mm-hmm. This was sent in by Nicole R. Madden. Uh, it was published on a, a, a strange website that I've now deleted the name of, but it says SW on it. I think it's called Scoop, Scoop Whoop. Scoop Whoop. I do believe it's called Scoop Whoop. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, this was written by, uh, this is written by Shruti Palai. No, uh, this whole thing is fake. <laughs> I know, it sounds all fake. Uh, so this is, here's the title. Uh, here's the strange story of the sleepless man who did not sleep at all for 40 years. Uh, now, of course, mm. you're thinking, this is squoop poop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is this real? I did look it up, and it is does appear to be real. Wow, okay, cool. Although, as we know, I have been duped in the past. It's Only okay. once, okay. but I'm still upset about mm-hmm. it. Uh, the average adult spends about 25 years of his or her lifetime asleep, let's just say. Uh, let's just let that sink in for a minute before a I tell you. Oh, come That's on. That's a lot. Uh, before I tell you, there was one man in history who forewent all the sleep. Forewent all the sleep? Yeah, okay. come on. Don't you, don't you die without sleeping? Right. Well, this is here. This It's a very specific circumstances. Uh, Sobify reported that a hung- Hungarian man named Paul Kern spent 40 years of his life without ever going to sleep until the time he died. Kern served as a government official on the Eastern Front in World War I in 1915. In the line of duty, he was shot in the head... The bullet piercing his cranium not and good. causing serious da- no, not good. That's not good. Causing serious damage to his frontal lobe. Mm. Uh, after being rescued, Kern received treatment in Lemberg, wherever that is, sure. and regained consciousness after the bullet was removed from that point on until his death in 1955. For 40 years, the man did not sleep a wink. Wow. The bullet destroyed a part of Kern's frontal lobe. 
as shown in the diagram below. And there's a diagram. Uh, seems legit. Huh? It's curious- a urethra. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> it's just yeah. a dick. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. uh, his curious condition made him the subject of several intense tests by brain and nerve specialists throughout Europe, but none could ever trace the, the why, just why his body no longer needed sleep. Uh, so then there's a uh, then there's the you know the original article a little picture of the original article. Okay. Um, Does he look tired <laughs> in that photo? Does he look very very tired? There is no photo of him. There's just photos of like other people wow. trying to sleep. Insane. It's like just stock photos. Uh, so apart from the occasional headache, uh, Kern's brain mysteriously did not require sleep as an essential form of rest. Uh, more than lack of sleep, he reported the many hours he spent awake in bed trying to lure sleep in exhausted him more than staying awake. Jeez. Kern began, later Kern began a, began a routine of laying down and closing his eyes for two hours every day. While he was completely alert and responsive during this time, experts think his brain was able to rest sufficiently for him to function seamlessly for the remainder of his active hours. Yes. Wow. Right? That's crazy. That is crazy. That sounds bad. No thanks. I know. Lack of sleep is, it's so insane. It is, it, it's mm-hmm. intense. I have done many it's drugs. So emotional. Yeah. It is, but it is, it is though, it is more intense than any drug out there, I, I, I think. Mm-hmm. Just staying awake. Yes. I've hallucinated we, from no sleep once. It was, yes. I was a senior in high school. The thing about, uh, like proms and stuff in Maryland is it's always the same weekend or almost always the same weekend as Preakness, the big horse race. And Preakness mm-hmm. back in the 90s and uh, was like a party. It was like Mardi Gras. It was just wild. So if you could sneak in, you would like go all day out in the sun. You would cheer, party, go wild. Then you would get dressed in a tuxedo, go to prom, and wow. then you would party after prom and stay up all night. And I did that, but I also had a sports game. I had a lacrosse game that day. So I went, like, I did this cycle where I was just up and, like, doing full tilt energy things for, like, 24 hours straight and driving back to my parents' house. I remember being so tired, but I was like, do not fall asleep. Do not fall asleep. And then the, the two yellow lines in the middle of the roads just started to have a little wiggle to them. And I'm like, okay. Uh-oh. And then the mailboxes on Route 30 in Maryland started bending in. They just started tilting no. in just slightly. So then I became worried that I was going to counter steer like into the middle of the road to get away from the mailboxes. <laughs> and it was like so intense that when I went home, I laid down and I was so exhausted. That I couldn't go to sleep. I don't know if you've all ever, ever oh, had that, but I was so oh, tired. I just laid there yes. like, Ugh. yeah. You just get like shaky. It's really weird. Yes, we used to do this. We used to do this thing. It was called the twenty-four hour road trip, and I've talked a little bit about it on yeah. one of the minisodes. Um, but basically, we we've done them. This was in like the around two thousand two thousand one, mm-hmm. and we would do them in multiple different cities uh, around the country. Um, but we did a bunch of them in New York City. And the idea would be is we start at 8 a.m. And then uh, actually we used to start at noon and then go noon to noon. And we had to go to all five boroughs. We had to use all five forms of transportation, walking, bus, car, boat, and train. Mm-hmm. And uh, on like the very first one. That's and so, so th- around like. Because we would drink, we would drink a little bit, like from midnight to four, we would drink, and the bars would shut down at four, and then we would have to. Then it was like the real struggle began from like four till noon the next day, and then when like the sun came up, you really started to feel very, very crazy. Yeah, but 
Um, we, the very first one we did, we went out to Sheepshead Bay, 6 a.m., in the dark, got on a boat, Dear went God. fishing, uh, on like a fishing boat with all these people. So we're still like, everybody's, <laughs> we, we brought beer, we're drinking beer at like 8 a.m. And we're fishing for flounder on, uh, right off the coast of New Jersey. Yep. And um, I catch something, and I'm like, oh, boy, oh, boy. And I'm like, yeah. And it's like bending the thing and all. Like, mm. people start gathering around. It's like very exciting. People start gathering around. And I'm like pulling it up. And I'm like, I got something big, boys. And then as I look down and I just see wiggling up, just going back and forth, was just a, a desk, like a, like a, a <laughs> school desk from like <laughs> deep childhood, like from the 50s of like, just like an elementary school desk, and it like, oh, the mama. was just in the thing where like the um, you would put your pencil, you know. I remember oh, well. I'd carve it out and with it a was pen. Like, it was very, right? <laughs> very punk rock. <laughs> and it was going back and forth like this through the water, so that's why it felt like a struggling fish. And then the guy just came along and cut the line, and I was like, that's "No, no, hunt. throw it no, back." I wanted that desk. I caught it fair and square. <laughs> I could have walked around with a fucking desk for the rest of the day. That would have like really been. But that was like at, when I was like at peak, like going crazy from lack of sleep. Um, mm-hmm. But it was real. Mm. The desk was real. It was haunted. There's like a small child connected to it. Yes. <laughs> I'm still learning. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I used to work at a 24-hour Starbucks. Really? That was wild. What? I didn't know that yeah. those existed. In Chicago, I don't know if it's 24 hours anymore, but it was on the corner of North and Wells, mm-hmm. and it was right under Second City. So I was like, <laughs> "I'm so close like, to great." Yeah, I was like horny. <laughs> yeah, I was like horny for it when I was 21. I was like, "I'm in the big city," <laughs> and <laughs> and then um, when I got there, they're like, "Great, you can work the overnight shifts." Oh, and I said, "Well, that's great because I can do classes during the day, and I'll just come downstairs and work, and it'll just be great." But I had never lived in a big city before uh-huh. and i didn't understand that 24 hours in any kind of diner situation in any anywhere you are is bad but big city i mean i've seen oh i've seen people have sex sure. i've seen hero i've i've found more heroin needles yeah. than i could ever thought i would in a bathroom yes. i've seen people get stabbed i saw a man get stabbed by his girlfriend through oh, the course whoa. of the night they were yelling and i was like the manager on duty so i had to be like hey guys Please don't yell anymore. And then I would have to call the cops and they were like, we're not going to go fucking kick out like we're Chicago Police Department. So this couple was arguing. Oh, man. And then around like 2.30 in the morning and and also the the bars closed at 2.30 and 4. So we got a rush at like 2.30 to 3 and then 4 to like 5 Uh of just drunk. Yes. Just getting coffee? (laughs) <laughs> yes trying to sober up to drive just oh my god yeah oh, so then works. these drunks come yeah, yeah, in yeah coffee works <laughs> yeah they all, always they all think it drunks are going nuts they're like spilling sugar and in the middle of this chaos <laughs> they're spilling this, sugar they're sp- that's like yeah. the funniest thing i can imagine them doing chugging milk <laughs> spilling, i mean it was disgusting so all of a sudden this woman gets up and she's stabs her boyfriend Whoa. in this chaos. Not good. And he's bleeding out in his stomach and he goes to the bathroom. All of these people are drunk. They don't know what's happening. They don't care. Oh. He goes to the bathroom. There's a trail of blood. Oh my God. And uh, I call the cops. I said, somebody's just been stabbed. Yeah. And he comes, He I go, hey, sir, I've, I've called the cops in an ambulance. And he goes, I don't need that shit. Just 
just give me a a, a frappuccino. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> he wanted a caramel frappuccino. I can't believe I remember a that. Car- a caramel <laughs> frappuccino. And then his girlfriend came up. She wanted a hot chocolate. I do remember that because I was terrified. I was like, okay. He goes in. 30 minutes later, cops have not come. Ambulance have, has not come. They get their hot chocolate and frappuccino and they make out in the vestibule. Wow. What? Whoa. Yeah. And wow. then I, I was like, I had to clean it up. I just had like a mop and I was yeah. just mopping up. Thanks blood for coming and to then... Starbucks. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Oh my God. Love is a battlefield. Is my God. Did they ask for Christ. the door code? Did the guy like bleeding in his stomach be like, there's is no there door, door code? code? Oh, That's okay. the thing. This was before the door codes, right? This is Did why it, was this the, the time? This is the time of um, of Starbucks where uh, they had tape decks the, for the music, the in-house music. Oh no, no, no! Some some Starbucks did have a, a door code. This one was like they gave you like a playlist and like a CD with like a playlist oh, okay. that you could do that. This was up until 2013. I worked at a Starbucks. That's a good whoa, job. Whoa, That's a great whoa. job. It's a fine job. Yeah. It's a fine job. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good job. It's a good job when you are not like when you don't take it seriously. Because I I was all about Starbucks efficiency. Yes. I had the the black apron. I could tell you all the. I could like blindfold. I could do blind testings of coffee, and I knew like which ones they were. Cool skill, I was oh, a freaky wow. deaky about yeah. it. I loved it. I said. <laughs> You know, guys, it's only a 10 minute break. Don't take 15. Don't take 20. 10 minutes. And like all of my coworkers were like smoking weed and like, like we're, we're good. We're good on this. Yeah, we'll make those yeah. refreshers are, this afternoon. Ever. I mean, thank you so much. Oh, my God. Refreshers. Yes. <laughs> but yeah. So if you want to if you want a weird experience, go hang out at a Starbucks, a 24 hour Starbucks imagine. and just see what happens at three. The regular ones are sort of their own weird like vortex of the universe yeah. where you're like, wow, this is mm-hmm. a strange combination of people kurt didn't you walk into a bathroom and find a naked man at a st- was that at a starbucks that was an you're apple. only gonna that find apple, a Starbucks. that was an apple store no, that's a- i was Ooh. going to that was a, it was really weird <laughs> i i've forgotten about this man i'm so happy you brought him up i was at the apple store it was the apple store on 14th street oh boy and the far west side in new york city and it's like you know it's just big beautiful store and is a circular glass stairway that goes all the way up uh-huh. to like the third floor and that's where the bathrooms are and you know in new york city like bathrooms are at a premium oh yeah no especially one a clean one fucking use their bathroom yes. you know they're you're always like may i use your bathroom it's like customers only it's like i'll buy a coke you jerk just give me a-. anyway yeah i gotta pee so i go into this bathroom <laughs> and uh head straight for the the uh the the big stall yeah and it's the better uh, stall. door is slightly ajar Slightly ajar. That's a so sign. Like it's empty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Pop right in there. Sitting on the toilet <laughs> is a man. He's a larger man. He's totally nude and just reading the New York Times. <laughs> At the Apple store? <laughs> At the Apple store. With the door open. Do you know what I mean? So it's like he, like he found. It was this threw- an art show? No, this was for real. I was just like, oh, performance I, like, art. Left. It, I mean, like that's the thing. Like it must. He found. He has such a very unique, in my mind, kink. He has such a a, a, a unique 
path to happiness. <laughs> and I don't know how he found it, but he was like, it doesn't work if I'm fully clothed. It doesn't work if I'm not reading the New York Times. It doesn't work if the door is locked. Door mm-hmm. has to be unlocked, slightly open, totally nude, <laughs> Apple Store, noon, Unreal. New York Times. Unreal. <laughs> New York Times. And that makes me the happiest. And he had the biggest <laughs> smile on his face. He was like, he looked up at me just with this gorgeous, gorgeous, beatific smile. Like Ugh. he had found inner peace finally in this wow. strange path. Uh, I had and forgotten I love, I love the him. Apple Store element, and it does just yeah. add because Apple Store tries yeah. to hold itself up high. It's like a sophisticated <laughs> modern. It's like come yeah. here and meet the geniuses, and then you're like, hey, this exactly. guy, he's having a moment. He's doing that crossword real. <laughs> he's slow. a genius. Um, <laughs> Give us another one, Scotty. Sure. This was sent in by Chelly Sings, or maybe Shelly Sings. Thank you so much, Shelly or Chelly. Written by Charles Helu. Um, Don't know for who. I'll have to go back and look. But Charles Helu types with a mastery unlike any other. Mm -hmm. Best in the business. That's what everybody says. Yes. Uh, Ever, have you ever attempted to break a record, like a world record or a personal record? I know. Yeah, me neither. I never think about <laughs> I it. I wanted at all. to be inspirational, and I said, actually, no. We like the honesty. <laughs> Just day to day. I hold a world record. Kurt, you have a world record? I do. I at least had it for a couple of years. It was the, the um, leading the most people in singing an all meow version of Lean on Me. Uh, so I got like 300 people to sing <laughs> Lean on Me in Meow. Meow, meow, meow. So did you have to. How yeah. did you get that certified? Uh, it was the uh, World Record Database. They used to put on shows oh, in New York City. Right. Oh. And it was at Joe's Pub, and I got everybody at Joe's Pub to sing Lean On Me and Meows. Wow. Um, and then they like recorded it, and they like posted it. And internet. It was called the Internet World Record Database, uh-huh. I think. Just two, just kind of two weirdos who are trying to create a competitor to the Guinness Book of World Records. Wow, that's cool. Yeah. And did your cheeks uh, and think- lips hurt? Meowing like that seems like it would be an unnatural Meow. thing to do for three minutes. No, no, it's just totally fine. It's just like singing. Good man. Really? Okay. Yeah. Well, this, All right. this headline, the first half gets you pumped. The second half okay. throws a little curveball at you. Man breaks world record mm. by stacking five M&Ms. <laughs> Wait. Wh- oh, <laughs> wha- wow. <laughs> yeah. Like at first you're like, Uh-oh. huh? And then you're like, oh. Yeah. So one day in lockdown, I was mixing up confectionery, my confectionery choice. Usually I'm a chocolate bar type of guy. But this time the bag of M&Ms called me. And boy, am I glad they did. Uh, the man that broke this is named, uh, his last name's Cut Bill. Uh, wow. Okay. okay. So we're going to go with Cut Bill here. The previous record uh, is four. M&M's stacked on top of each other, the flat, the horizontal <laughs> way, just because the other way would be literally impossible. Uh, but, and it was held by two people, an Italian man named Silvio Saba and an Australian man named Brendan Kilby or Kelby. Both were able wait, to... Did they, wait, they did it together or they did separately. it Separately. They were internationally... Okay. Not like one puts one down, another puts another down, another puts another. <laughs> yes. So Cutbill says at first it wasn't very many. He was not able to do more than two. And then one day he said, let's take another crack at this. I sat down very determined to complete it. 
Uh, on the Guinness Book of World Records Instagram, they show Cutbill's attempt. All right, he says, this is going to be harder than I first thought at the start of the video. <laughs> In the beginning, he was able to stack two on top of each other very easily. But the tower, guys, would crumble when he attempted the third. Oh. That number three is that's no. not easy. That's a tough that's one, rough. right? I've never even thought to do this. Okay. So as he progressed, Cutbill success, successfully topped the column with a third, eventually reaching a fourth. However, when he tried to apply the fifth, the stack fell apart again, the heartbreak. After a few more attempts, he did it. He reached, reached the fifth and exclaimed, five M&Ms, five M&Ms. <laughs> Months <laughs> later. <laughs> Guy is really pumped for himself, yeah. as he should be. Months after he submitted his achievement for consideration, Guinness confirmed Cutbill's new record. This record took me an awful long time, he says. Thank goodness we were in lockdown. (laughs) 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 We all gained something or lost a lot more. Uh, It takes time, but if you stick to it, you will find a way to do it. So Cutbill's got his eyes set on a new candy stacking record, Smarties. Let's just take a... Why don't you two take a guess? How many do you think... How many Smarties do you think you could stack? Personally, 12. 12 is pretty good. <laughs> I like that. It's, it's, a definitive, it's a definitive answer. It's a, I like it's that. It's a flatter surface, those Smarties. Kurt, what do you think? I don't know. I mean, like, I think 20 come in a pack, right? Yes. So, and so that means 20 can be stacked pretty easily. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say 60 would be amazing. That record that Cut Bill will attempt to break was set in 2017. 64 Smarties. Oh, yes. Oh, I really undercut myself. Four, four off. Ever, I believe in you. Wow. I think you could at least get to Thanks. 25. 12 is nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think so. I think so. <laughs> uh, pretty wow. incredible. Five M&Ms equals 64 Smarties. Bananas, take a shot. If you have a fun video, let's see if you can stack uh, six M&Ms. And if you do, we'll help you get in the Guinness Book World Records. Oh hell! I'm yeah. excited about that. I'd I'd like I'd I'd I'd, I'd like to help. It's musty too. Okay. <laughs> anyway, anyway, I can. one of the judges. <laughs> I'm I'm you know I'm here. I'm I can certify. Ever will encourage you if you want to send any type of uh, videos. Hey, to if you're her, feeling down, I will. Them. I I will. I will encourage. If anybody here wants just needs encouragement, you just reach out to me, and I'll, I'll give you some encouragement. That is so nice. <laughs> That's what we need right now. Mm-hmm. People need to really exactly. build each other up. Let's all gas each other up these days. Kurt, did I ever talk about the 300-300 on this? I was trying to... Th- no. Okay. My friend Adam Newichek, he's a really nice dude, good director, TV buddy. He created something that uh, was attempted successfully called the 300-300. And here's how it goes. And I don't encourage people to try to do this unless you have binge drinking friends. The 300-300 is 25 people and one sober enough scorekeeper. And from the start of the credits or the open of the movie 300 you attempt to drink 300 beers before the last before panavision comes on the screen so the end of the titles it takes about an hour and 25 uh, uh, it's a 124 minute runtime so it's like two hours to drink 300 beers it's like 2.5 beers per minute oh 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 oh, 25 people 25 people have to drink 300 beers during the runtime of the movie 300 and we did it all right so how many beers do you have to drink in that time um per person person? 12 12 beers per person in in about two hours uh, around oh, two God. hours, and it got and you know 120 pe- minutes. So you have to drink a beer every ten minutes. Uh, I guess. Yes. 
So wow. was there food involved or how sick did you get? Um, some people. The older I get, I'm more concerned about their health. I'm like, how was their headache? The main thing was <laughs> the number. You want to do this at a household with multiple bathrooms or yes. bushes that you don't mind people peeing in. Because when you're drinking an average of like three to six beers uh, <laughs> an hour, uh, some people also, the other thing is like people were like, we can do this. We can do Everybody's like, I can drink 12 beers. And then people folded like a house of cards. It was like, so I, then you go, like I think Adam drank like 18. This other dude drank 20. Uh, like a bunch of us shotgun four beers in the first two minutes just to get way ahead so it was easier. But then you find yeah. yourself peeing every four minutes. That was the hardest part where you're just like, and then keep. you don't have to, it's not official, but we kept score with a dry erase marker on a sliding glass door and you're watching it and the movie's ending. You're also cheering on the movie. You're cheering on the 300 because yeah. you're shit faced i don't recommend binge drinking to anybody out there but the 300 300 300 beers 25 people it, during the running of it if you go for it good luck so 25 25 people is like tough to get together yeah you know what i mean like to make sure 25 people actually show up yes for, yeah that's hard how that's do you tough. how did you do that <laughs> yeah did you invite 30 or like 35 I, did you double your invites i was knowing? an invitee because i used to be a pretty hard drinker and i really used to like beer too so i think i was brought in as sort of a, a guy off the bench like a ringer to be like okay he's good for 12 for sure uh but yeah, yeah it's incredible it's so fun highly highly recommend it with the right group of people but get ready it's going you'll never be the same again i don't think i i'm pretty positive i could not drink 12 uh 12 beers in a row i don't i just not a beer drinker anymore no i just couldn't i wouldn't do it like i'm just i'm done yeah well i might do one more maybe my 20s (laughs) but i could drink i i tried to drink beers like i was like i'm gonna have a beer night with my friends and then it like three beers in were like I don't feel good. And then they <laughs> they went home and I went to bed. Yeah. <laughs> pretty pretty solid Sunday evening. <laughs> much better night. That's a much better night. Hey, you guys want to drink some beers with me on the patio? <laughs> Light headache on Monday morning, but nothing bad. You can yeah, fight through that. Yeah. Curdy B, you want to um, tease us into our hot, 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 hot commercial break? Yeah. Uh, Craigslist generic father figure for barbecue ad becomes Ooh. epic dad fest. Ooh, perfect segue. They could do the 300 300. If you're skeptical, then maybe check the facts, but you better believe it because it ain't fake news. If you're skeptical, then maybe check the facts. Nothing's stranger than the truth. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Bananas. Uh, listen, mm-hmm. Scotty, what I always go right into the follow us on Instagram. Sure, go rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. You do, but mm-hmm. do you have anything to say before we do that? I have two things to say. One is Karen wishing Sean a happy Jorty Forty. The dude loves jorts. He's wanted to do a Jorty Forty party, I suppose, and we love jorts too. Ever? How do you feel about Lordy? jorts? 
Lord I love Lord. the jorts. I'm a dyke. You know, <laughs> we invented the jorts. Like, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Sean, happy Jordy 40 from the Banana Boys and ever. We all love jorts. Karen loves you. Congratulations. Um, and then, Kurt. Congratulations. We need to do yeah, congratulations. Um, <laughs> Kurt, I'm doing door to shore. We need to put it on our link tree. Oh, right. Exactly. Yes, I have to put it in there. Tell us. You're doing tell poetry? Every, tell everybody about door to shore. I'm doing poetry it's of the body. So I am going to walk out my front door uh, on September 1st. Mm-hmm. I'm not even sure what time I'm going to start. And I'm going to walk directly across the city and into the Pacific Ocean. I'm walking from my front door to the seashore. Uh, we're raising money for CAST, which is a charity that um, helps prevent human trafficking and also gives housing and therapy to people who have been trafficked or held as slaves. So if you want to pitch in two bucks, five bucks, whatever you want, there's no set amount. I'm not sending any gifts. I'm just doing it because it's an absurd way to make some money for charity. We've already hit $2,000. So thank you to everybody who's already donated. And let's just see how high we can get it. It's 15.3 miles. I'm going to... You can do it. Yeah, I'm going to do it. Kurt's going to maybe show me some support. I'm going to support him. I'm thinking about maybe getting a a hot dog cart, renting a hot dog cart with an umbrella, and then just like tracking you like next to you the whole time and just handing you hot dogs at hot dogs and Gatorade as you need. 300. Here we go. But hot dogs. (laughs) Yeah, the door to shore 300. And uh, I'll probably be taking Santa Monica Boulevard all the way across to Santa Monica. So if you see me, I'm going to wear a shirt that says high five me. Come high five me. I'll bring some Purell. We can really make a good high five all the way across the city. But yeah, door to shore. It'll be on our Instagram linked uh, link tree. And honestly, even a dollar's cool to go fund me. So thank you so very much. Oh, man. And uh, just so everybody knows, uh, so I guess it was Saturday morning, mm-hmm. uh, 7.30 a.m., yeah. I get a text from Scotty. I had a dream <laughs> that I walked from my door to the ocean. I think I'm going to do it. This is 7.30 a.m. I'm up. Cool. I'm up at 6 a.m. So 7.30, yeah. I just, and I'm like, yes, I will support you with a scooter uh, like whatever you need. Yes. And uh, by 10 a.m. it was a thing. Yep. I love it. You dreamed it and you made I it happen. I had a dream I love that it. I was swimming in the ocean and people were like, how'd you get here? And I was like, I walked. And everybody laughed. And then I'm like, no, seriously. And then I woke up and I'm like, that's dumb. I wonder how far that is. It's 15.3 miles from my house to there. And I said, I can do that. So we threw a little charitable, a little charitable slap of paint on it. A little. Let's do it. But uh, CAST is a great L.A.-based organization, and 100% of every penny is going directly to them. Not even to me, then to them, straight to them. So thank you, Bananimals. You're generous folks. Do it upright. And, of course, our guest today is the venerable, mm. inimitable, mm. Ever Maynard. Thank you for having me. I've been having a great time. Um, am I supposed to do my shout outs now? Do, some yes. plugs. do a shout okay. out. Hey, shout out to all my friends that I haven't. I don't know. I wanted to do a shout out and I got excited and then I panicked. And that's an Esther's Folly improvise. This is a bad. This is, OK, everyone. Uh, can I get a suggestion for self-esteem? Um, <laughs> yeah. Somebody help. Um, no, yeah, you can find me all across social media um, at Ever, E-V-E-R, Maynard, M-A-I-N-A-R-D. Mm-hmm. All right, right. Do you guys want to hear about this dad fest? Yeah, I didn't really even understand what you said. Is it a sex thing or what? <laughs> it is not a sex thing. <laughs> These guys, it's very funny. This was sent in by 
crusty gum under the dot dot dot. Sent a few um, so far. Pretty good submitter. Good banana animal. Yeah, and uh, so this was on. Honestly, it is covered on a website called The Dad. <laughs> That's great. Here I- it is. Okay, when Reddit user. Uh, and his friends realized their BBQ skills weren't up to dad standards, quote-unquote. They decided to post an ad Craig to Craigslist to find the ideal grill master. Here's what it said. To interested individuals, we will be throwing a backyard barbecue on June 17th to celebrate beer and each other. We range in age from 21 to 26, and while most of us know how to operate a grill, none of us are prepared to fill the role of BBQ dad. That being said, we are in need Amazing. of a generic father figure from yes. 4 p.m. to 8 p.m. Yes. Although no. you may stay the full duration of the party, duties include grilling hamburgers and hot dogs, whilst drinking beer, bringing your own grill, oh. though this is subject to change, we'll provide this. all the meat, refer to all attendees as big guy, chief, sport, champ, etc. whilst drinking beer, <laughs> uh, talk about dad things like lawnmowers, building your own deck, Jimmy Buffett, etc. Funny anecdotes are highly encouraged, also while drinking beer. Uh, desired experience a minimum of 18 years experience as a father a minimum of 10 years grilling so experience so good an appreciation of a nice cold beer on a hot summer day. We can't pay you in money, but we can give you all the food and cold beer your heart Dads desires. Dads love that. Grill for a few hours, then yeah. sit back and crack open a few cold ones with the boys. This is a real ad. Do not hesitate to call if you are interested. Preference will be given to applicants oh. named Bill, Randy, or Dave. Oh, <laughs> so, so good. It was, well, first off, well-written. Well-written Craigslist. Mm-hmm. Great ad. Yeah. Then it went, cra- like, it, of course, went viral. Johnsonville ended up donating a cooler full of Bratz Chester Copperpot clothing provided custom events. Sounds real. Chester Copperpot. Sounds real. Yeah, that sounds tight. Rainier Beer hooked him up with 500 beers and multiple dads, like lots of dads apply. Rainier's a good dad Um, beer, too. That is a really strong dad beer. I like a Rainier. mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Jim... A.K.A. Grill Dad brought his own smoker, and he smoked and fucking spent the whole thing. He smoked a goat. He smoked a whole goat. Okay. A goat? A goat. Didn't know. (laughs) Uh, Scott, A.K.A. Weed Dad, he works a dispensary and hooked everybody up with infused goodies. That's a good dad. Uh, Great dad. He also dished out veggie burgers and fatherly advice. You got to. Uh, Scott recently lost his own dad and brought a memorial table, which included pictures of him and his dad. I mean, like, this is getting emotional. Yeah. This is a community event now. I know. Pete, a.k.a. Army Dad, uh, brought a pony keg, a homebrew. Yes. And uh, some wild stories from his glory days. Oh, yeah. Uh, He... His, he started singing Italian drinking songs. Also, this it's so funny. So fun. All of the little the kids are so little looking, like twenty one. Dibs on the movie. I'm sorry. Dibs on the movie. I have to say it. I know we're all thinking it. I can't. Damn. Dibs on. Dibs on the. Dibs on it. Dibs on it. <laughs> it's just called Dad Party. <laughs> yeah. Don't, no. Nobody else can write this. I've dibbed it. That is so good. That sounds That's like the, the way best Hollywood time. works. Yes. It is. It's a dib. I'm gonna be pissed if you say dibs <laughs> yeah, first. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, that's so fun. Yeah. I love very, when dads come fun. to dinner. Yeah, when dads get together, great things can happen. When you get the right kind of dads together. When you get the right yeah, dads. The right kind of dads can <laughs> yeah, really yeah. move mountains. There's some wrong kind of dads. And when there's wrong daddies in the crew, that's not a 300 party. <laughs> Nothing worse have. than a bad dad. We <laughs> hate bad, dad. bad dads. Oh, you don't want wrong daddies, get out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're not the right dad. 
That's such um, a good one. Oh, yeah, it is. It is so funny. Like to me, like this whole idea of like the dad experience is like some somewhat theoretical in my mind. You know what I mean? Because I grew up with my mom yep. only, um, and I would visit my dad, but it was never like. There was never a... It was just stranger. It was a strange kind of situation. Yeah. Not that he was a stranger. You were visiting. But it was... I was visiting, mm-hmm. right? I was visiting this man's house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and so this whole idea of, like, dad's out grilling and stuff. You know, like, now that I'm a dad, so I get to kind of, like, experience what it's like firsthand. Sure. But not Happy have, Father's like, Day. No, oh, Happy thank Father's you very Day, much. Yes. But not Happy have, Father's like, the, the image, like, up from a, a, a child seeing what that dad looks like, you know? So it yeah. is interesting. It's like kind of like you, you, when, you, when you become a dad, you kind of deal. You have to deal with all your dad stuff anyway, you know? Yeah. Um, it's cool. Yeah. And you got to have dad skills. Like, all those things that they listed are, like, not that everybody can't do them, but there are things that you associate with dads. We we had a grill. The classic dad. Scotty, are you a daddy, Scotty? No, I'm not a dad, but I everything about me suggests I should have been a dad, but I just okay, don't okay. want kids at all. I just don't. I, I avoid responsibility um, and just like to I get it. bliss pit it. I get yeah. it. No judgment. Um, yeah. Hey, just making sure I you know, didn't know if I should say happy Father's Day to you. No, yeah, <laughs> I drive a Volvo. Happy, hey, happy, happy Father's Day. I'm good Day. at chopping <laughs> wood. I'm good on the grill. Um, you know. I'm sorry, you sound more like a dyke than you do a dyke. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I've been going for that my whole life. Honestly. I got a Volvo, I chop wood, I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> get along. Yeah, I get along great with lesbians. Hey, and there's no and yeah, and I hope you just so everybody knows that's my I like being called a dyke. Some people think I'm being offensive or crass, and I don't actually really enjoy it. Call yourself whatever you want. Somebody's like, you're a dyke. I'm like, yeah. You live how you want to live. Nobody's going to bother you. You only go around this carousel Mm -hmm. once. You say whatever you want to say. Now, we won't say it. That's right. Yeah. I recently, Go ahead, try it. All these, I lived with uh, four other dudes in college, um, and I recently we had a grill. And I recently texted them like, "Who brought that grill? Like, was that there when we got there?" And we couldn't figure out among the five of us. There's either one of my friends' dads dropped it off, or it was already pre-existing. But this grill was it was amazing. You had to turn the gas on and all the burners, and then you had it's the only way to light it. You had to step back about. Mm-hmm four to six feet, and then throw a match. And so if the match went in correctly, a giant ball of flames would rocket into the air. But if you didn't, you would either throw it in the yard. This is a Massachusetts. So in the fall, the yard would catch on fire almost instantly. Or it would just, like, not light. And then you had that moment of terror where you're like, do we look down the barrel of this grill and just see if it's going <laughs> to blow our eyebrows off? And it got closer and closer as the grill got older and older and more and more weathered. But I, I still think about it every time I light any grill that it looked like an eruption every single time. What? And then we'd grill, you know, hot dogs and hamburgers, have the whole time. I love that grill. We called it the That's Enforcer. That's terrifying. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Enforcer. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was crazy. If you don't light yourself on fire trying to make yourself a hot dog, do you really even deserve to eat one? <laughs> Some people call it the cause of death. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Uh, ever, you were saying, you saying your dad named you ever? Was it your yeah. dad? You know your dad came up with ever? Yeah. Yeah? My, uh, growing up, uh, that's all I've been told. Oh, your, your dad liked it. Your dad oh, so it's it. not like a family name. Mm-mm. My middle name is a family name. My middle name is Marie, okay. and that's a family's name. Okay, it's like a great. I guess I have a grandmother on one side. <laughs> Marie, I've never met her, and there's nothing to it. <laughs> right. There's just a, somewhere in my family there's a Marie, and and I think they just like the cadence of yeah, ever Marie. 
Oh, Ever I Marie think if I were, work. It's, that, yeah, it does, that doesn't it? Good, yeah. Ever Marie Maynard, yeah. yeah. Um, but I think I think if I if I were like a high heels, like um, a different type of person, my stage name would be Ever Marie. Ooh. Ever Marie. <laughs> Ever Marie. Oh, and you're next. Not, not have Maynard, not have Maynard, just have. Yeah, Ever I Marie. think like if I yeah. was like a really girly like person, Ooh. it would it would be Ever Marie. I like. I, but you know, I feel I feel the same. I, I'd be Ever Marie too. Yeah, start over, you two. But yeah. Start yeah. over. You know, my my dad taught me how to arrowhead dig, how to dig for arrowheads in Central Texas. That's cool. How to sneak onto other people's property and and dig. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That would be tre- for- trespassing and digging. <laughs> we didn't call it trespassing. <laughs> we just said. Look at my <laughs> We're looking around for, right now. Around. And then recently I went home for, for the holidays and my dad told me where all of the Texas militia people keep their um, stuff on the riverbanks. Oh. What? And that was terrifying. Yeah. Oh, no. So is yeah. he a militia guy now? No, no, oh, no, no, so no, 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 He's, no, 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 no. But the Texas militia is different than the militias around. There's been a Texas militia since before all of. OK, so Texas is like proud of their militias. Oh, They're hell. like, we're our own country. And yeah. it, it's like it's not going well, because when that winter storm hit, your power <laughs> grid went offline, you piece of shit, you know? <laughs> yes. Everybody, except for El Paso, because El Paso was on the national grid. And now, Shocking. you know, anyways, whatever. Shocking. Whatever. I don't want to get into the politics of That's it. But. <laughs> totally cool. Um, I will tell, I tell you one story about my dad. Okay. I, we went to, and I don't think, I, if Scotty, stop me if I've talked about sure. this on the podcast. But I was probably 12 years old. My brother was 10. And we went, uh, my dad loved four-wheeling, like ATVs. He loved ATVs. that's fun. And so um, we were going, he had, uh, I guess he had two ATVs. Yeah, I guess he had two ATVs. And we went up to these dunes in Michigan, um, northern Michigan. Uh, I think it was called Silver Lake. I'm not positive. Okay. Uh, But huge areas where there's just dunes are and you can just take ATVs, probably destroying native habitats for many different types of wildlife. Sounds right. Um, but this was, you know, the 80s. Nobody gave a shit. Nope. And uh, my dad was just like, <laughs> I was driving. I was 12. My brother's 10. He's on the back. I'm on one ATV. And these are like ATVs from the 80s. And they're like, are y'all ATVs. rich? Uh, sorry. My, oh, yeah. <laughs> That's a little kid. That's a little kid in me going, are y'all rich? So <laughs> I'm sorry. My dad was. And, and, my dad okay. was rich. Uh, okay. And my mom was not. So I grew up with my mom, but then I would like go visit my rich dad. Fantasy Island. And we would like drive ATVs around mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Right. Um, and uh, yeah, so very good, very good point. And uh, so, and this was like, these ATVs are like super, like they're the, they're the weight of a car. They're like a ton. It's very, very boys. heavy. Yeah. Big boys. And my dad is just takes off. And we're supposed to follow him. And I'm, but I'm 12 years old trying to like drive this big ATV. And uh, my dad just crests over a dune and just keeps going. And I'm just like, I'm just like tr- nailing it to try and like keep up with him. Yeah. And I just start spinning out. Oh, but. And then I start spinning out. But then it means that I'm slowly like moving to the side. Yes. And I don't realize I'm yeah. moving to the side. Oh, God, no. And I'm Alligators. on the edge of a giant dune that has just like a fall off. And I just am spinning out. And then we just tip over the side. Oh, fun. I'm. Again, I'm 12. My brother's 10. We jump off and then start rolling down this, like, you know, like a 45-degree <laughs> angle sand dune. 
Ouch. And coming by, I remember looking up, I was rolling down this hill, and the whole thing was, a, like, the ATV was upside down above me in the air. And then it just, like, landed Whoa. right on the other side of me and then went all the way down the hill and smashed into a tree, like, broke the axle. The whole thing was, like, totaled. But my brother and I were like, we almost died. We were both, like, hyperventilating. I think one of us was crying. I'm not going to say who it was. Okay. And, I would be crying. Uh, I would and then cry. my dad just comes and is like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> we're just like... We almost died. It was like the biggest fight I'd ever had oh, with my man. dad. Did that story uh, start? I think one time you told me that, Kurt, like years and years ago, that the way that that adventure started was your dad got on the first one. You were nervously on the second one. He turned around and he goes, keep up with me, and then just guns yes. it away at full speed. Yes. And ditch exactly. And then we were like, I was just like 12 years old trying to keep <laughs> up with him. And then he like just crested over a dune. I was like, I got to get there i gotta get there because you were a kid you're just like i gotta do the thing that the, the i gotta make said. my dad proud yeah. my dad said yeah 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 and we almost that was the closest i came to dying uh, Damn. Until i was 18 oh gosh mm. bad dad moment bad dad bad moment. like the good dad. dad should i wrap it up with a quickie should we do a little quickie yeah. to get us out of here oh yeah sounds good quickie, this has been really fun Remember, yeah, been thank you for coming thank you for having me thank you so much we love oh i would love it I, i'm gonna look up for some weird stories too do some all right home. sweet yeah fun please. stories banana stories um here we go from cbc.ca thank you canada and i kurt i checked this I one because it em. sounded like we got i don't duped. trust them uh, sent in by Katie Roast or Roast ninety two. Katie Roast ninety two. Thank you, Katie. And because mm. it's CBCA, CBCA staff, Curdy B. Mm-hmm. Best in the beers. <laughs> the women who escaped Edmonton prison arrested next day at downtown escape room. So Two inmates who escaped from their Edmonton institution for women Monday night were captured less than 24 hours later in an escape room downtown. (laughs) Kelsey Marie Mast, 23. Samantha Faye Toupee, or Toupee, uh, 20. Jumped the fence of the prison and fled. When they... uh, (laughs) When they got there, the people that ran there said, like, hey, they didn't do anything wrong. The women were dressed in jeans and hoodies, and they carried on normal conversations, asking normal questions, such as, how many puzzles are there? What's a normal amount of time this takes? Are there any themes? That sort of thing. (laughs) So... Uh, we asked if they had any prior appointments. The women were told, uh, no, we do not have any appointments. Uh, but the police came. Uh, they were chasing for them. Uh, two police officers saw them, recognized them, came after the women who were inside of the escape room puzzle. Four more police officers joined and proceeded to arrest the women, putting them in handcuffs at the escape room office. I mean, the other people at this escape room must have been like, this is so well done. This is so detailed. They're like paying attention to badge numbers and stuff to be like, do we need to move the code? (laughs) Are they going to leave the handcuff keys behind for us to unlock the treasure chest? Um, But they said there were no signs of anything that we should be red flagging. And they didn't seem like they were hiding anything from anybody, but they were were both returned and now are facing new sentences for escaping prison. I mean, that's funny. That is so funny. It's perfect. It's perfect. I I wish they, what did the, well, maybe I don't wish they had complete, I wish they would have at least completed the escape. I agree. Yes. I agree. 
Yes. They just had to know if they could. They're like, well, if we can escape prison, then they're not going to that escape room. We're going to show you. Yes. That's what they said. And I, like I mean, they must have just been on such a high. Yeah. Like we made it out of prison. We can make it out of anything <laughs> to yeah, the escape you, room. <laughs> what do you do? Like, where did you go? I totally like, agree. Absolutely oh, insane. Yeah. But beautiful. So great. Beautiful, mm-hmm. beautiful. Ever, thank beautiful. you so much for coming on the show. Thank you show. for having me. You were a pure delight. Uh, you, everybody, go follow Ever at Ever Maynard. Thank right? you. Yep. Yeah, and watch Paddleton Ooh. on Netflix. Mar- uh, yeah, it's a Duplass Brothers movie with yeah. Ray Romano. I'm very Ray. excited. Ooh. I'm actually mm-hmm. going to watch that tonight. You can see my tits in the feels. There you go. <laughs> If you needed an endorsement, <laughs> you got one. <laughs> you, you can. Thank you. Ever. I'm blushing. I can't believe I just screamed that I in the microphone, the but that's best. so funny. It is the best way to end a, an episode. <laughs> Y'all watch the feels, my <laughs> bananas. Bananas. This has been an Exactly Right production. Produced and engineered by Katie Levine. Theme music by Kahan. And all of our artwork is done by Travis Millard. You can follow us on Instagram at The Bananas Podcast, where we post stories every day and things that we don't cover on the podcast. Listen, subscribe, and please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast. And if you're interested in advertising on Bananas, please email us at thebananaspodcast at gmail.com. That's thebananaspodcast at gmail.com. 